ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Friday, April 19th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Good Friday, everyone. And uh, for those of you who uh, celebrate this Easter holiday, um, think about, uh, let's just think about uh, what the what the holiday means. So that's my only message is to, uh, I think it's a great time to reflect, honestly. Be, to be quite honest with you, it's it's a great time for those who celebrate Easter to just reflect. I think uh, it recharges a lot of people. It's a very important spiritual holiday. And for those of you who do not celebrate, uh, I, I do wish you uh, a happy weekend and a happy holiday anyway. So we've got a lot to get into on the show today. Uh, I don't know where to begin, honestly we got football to get into. We've also got basketball. We've got some baseball stuff to talk about, uh, all Marshall-related. Uh, we'll get into that later on. Uh, some uh, some signings happening for Marshall. Uh, football, of course. Uh, we always got to talk about football. We'll get into that here sooner than later. And, of course, we'll get your phone calls in this hour. Our phone lines brought to you by Miller Lite. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. The original light beer, when we open those lines up for you, it'll be 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. So what are we going to get into today? We we got a weekend. We got a lot of sports to get into, lots of playoff action to talk about this weekend. NBA, we've got three games tonight. Toronto at Orlando, that's going to be on ESPN for all to watch. And then you've got Boston at Indiana. And then you've got Portland and Oklahoma City. Now, Toronto and Orlando still early in that series. It's one game apiece there. Boston, they lead Indiana two games to none in that series. And then Portland at Oklahoma City, two games to one in favor of Portland there. Now, the NHL, we've got two games tonight, both on NBC Sports Network. Toronto is going to be at Boston tonight, and that's two games apiece. I'm looking forward to seeing where that one goes. I still think Boston wins, but this has been an interesting series so far. And then one that can close out tonight is Colorado at Calgary. Colorado's been really good. Now, I thought Calgary would go far. I actually had them when I was filling out my bracket. I had Tampa Bay and Calgary as my Stanley Cup final. They're gone. Tampa Bay's gone. Calgary is going to be gone. And then you're looking at the East. Also, throw out the Penguins. They're gone. It's wide open. This is going to be wide open. you got Columbus. you got the New York Islanders advancing to the next round. This is going to be crazy, the second round of the NHL. And that's why I love hockey more and I love the NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs, pretty much you kind of know what's going to happen just about. NHL, we don't know, and that's what makes it fun. And, of course, uh, we're going to have Stanley Cup coverage here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So I'm looking forward to that. Also, we got – Baseball action tonight. If the weather holds, we'll have the Pirates taking on the Giants and 705 first pitch. You can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So let's get into the sports today from Marshall. We'll start with football today on this first segment. We'll talk about that. We'll get into basketball, baseball a little bit later on, especially when we get into uh, basketball. But football leads the way today and Thundering Herd announcing some schedule. 
it's always fun. You get on a Friday and you get a, a press release. You kind of get the info, what's going to happen. And uh, I don't know how you feel about this. I kind of want to get a, a I want to kind of get a feel from you because we're going back to the Mac. Marshall and Western Michigan have agreed to face each other in football for 2024 and 2025. So I want to get your immediate reaction. Going back to the Mac. Got another Mac opponent. You can hit me up on Twitter at Paul Swan at Paul Swan on Twitter. I want to get your reaction to Marshall going back to the Mac to play a couple of games. Now, the Broncos are going to come to Huntington on September 14, 2024, and then the Herd's got to travel to Kalamazoo, going back to Michigan the following season on September 6th of 2025. Now. If you remember, this was actually a fun series when Marshall was back in the MAC. Now, Western Michigan does lead the all-time series. You know that, 22-12. to 12, But Marshall did win five of the last six before leaving for Conference USA in the 2005 season. I remember Western Michigan vividly. And thankfully, it was brought up in the press release today. If it wasn't brought up in the press release, I was going to remember it for you. Those of you who were around at that time, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, let me clue you in. 1999. 1999. Thundering Herd beat Western Michigan 34-30. Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Herd at that point had trailed 23 to nothing. And who's the savior of the day? Herd comes back in. Eric Pinkerton, his only touchdown catch of his career, and it was important because Marshall gets the victory after trailing 23-0, and that led to a perfect season for Marshall. Thundering Herd finished 13-0, postseason national ranking of 10th, and Marshall, of course, I thought that was one of their best teams ever. And Western Michigan was really good. Now, Marshall did it again against Western Michigan in 2000. But the 1999 game is a little bit more vivid for me because, again, that was a perfect season. 1999 was a special year for Marshall football. You remember the quarterback for the Broncos? You remember him? Tim Lester? You remember him, right? Um, he's been the coach for a couple years now at Western Michigan. How about that? Hope he's sticking around for the 2024 and 2025 season. That would be fun. So um, I'm filing this one because when we start back up with the uh, Don Nealon and Bob Pruitt show, I'm filing this one. This is going to be one that I keep for that show because that was a really fun time for herd football. I'm sure you remember that. If you were around, you, you have special memories of that. I think that was, it was either that year or the next year. I think the fans hit the field, and there was some pepper spray out there. I remember the taste of pepper spray for a long time, but I definitely remember the 1999 season a little bit more vividly than I do the 2000, only because, again, that was your perfect season, and the Thundering Herd goes on to uh, have a national record of 13-0 and ranking. I miss the Mac some days. I really do. I would say... Marshall in hindsight. Now, this is not at this moment or what it was back then, but I'm just talking in hindsight. 
Marshall might have been, if we would have known everything that was happening with Conference USA and how this league has played out, I don't know if Marshall, for the long haul, what we know now would have been better in the MAC or making the move, just going ahead and being Conference USA. Because at the time, Conference USA was the better league. The money was better. The basketball was better. I mean, you had teams like Memphis in your league. It definitely are going to be better in basketball. And so at the time, it was a great move. But I miss games like this. I miss the Western Michigan. You know, I, I miss playing Ohio on a yearly basis. I, I hate Miami, and I like playing those guys. Toledo, I like playing them as well. Yeah, sure, I know it's the MAC we're talking about here. It's the Mid-American Conference, and that's a curse word for some of you. But still, it was just always fun to play those guys. So I'm, for one, going to be on the positive side of this. I'm on the pro side for Marshall and Western Michigan battling in 2024 and in 2025. I just hope I'm around for it. I know we're talking a few years, but still, I'm hoping I'm around for it. How many of you are just itching, though, to go to Kalamazoo? I, I know, not too many. I mean, not too many people want to go to Kalamazoo, Michigan, right, to go see football in September. But, hey, at least it's Western Michigan, though. They're they're pretty good, though. They're It's not like back when Marshall was in the MAC, you would dread to go to Eastern Michigan, it's not like that. Western Michigan's at least a better destination. All right, we're going to take our first break, come back. We're going to talk some basketball. We'll talk a little bit more football with you. We will get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. It's The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to this Friday, April 19th. Good Friday for many of you. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't forget, if you ever miss a part of the program, you want to go back and catch it. Or if you can't listen to it live, we've got an option for you. All you have to do is find the podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. We're on TuneIn. Spotify has got us as well. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find the show. And then subscribe for free. You don't have to miss another episode, or you can follow me on Twitter. I post that stuff all all the time. I'm posting links all the time. So if you follow me on Twitter, you'll get the link as soon as it's available, and you can listen to the program at your leisure. It's The Drive on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast from your friendly folks here at ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So Marshall Football had something to talk about today with the signing of a series with Western Michigan and that's going to bring back some memories when we get to that series in a few years. Is there a Mac school you don't want to play again? I mean, I should ask that question. Is there a Mac school you don't want to play? If you're a Herd fan, you want to go see the Herd. And, of course, it doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't matter the team that's in front of the Thundering Herd. You just want to watch Herd football. Well... I don't know if that's true for some of you. You'll look at the schedule and go, why am I coming to this? Why am I coming to this? And so I'm kind of curious. Is there a team that you just don't want to see? And let's look at them. You've got so many options if you are a fan of Mac football or not a fan of Mac Mac football. Here, Here we go. Obviously, you want to see Ohio. I'm speaking for you. I'm speaking for me. 
it should be your opinion too, but I'm speaking for you. Ohio, you want to see Ohio. Ohio should always have a spot somewhere on the schedule. They're a close opponent. You have a good history with them. It's a fun trip. You're playing in a really, I think, a great football stadium. It's not the biggest stadium. It's not the most modern stadium. But it's just a great football atmosphere. It really is. You go play a game in Ohio, herd fans show up. Of course, the Ohio fans are going to show up. It's going to be a great day for football. So I always say you've got to play Ohio. Now, Miami's on that list as well. Sure, you don't want to travel to Oxford. Okay, who does? Who wants to travel to Oxford? And if you're thinking, why do I want to spend a Saturday going into that one road town? It's Miami. It's Miami. It's the school that old-time herd fans would yell and chant 66 to 6 and have blood in their eyes because they're remembering the young thundering herd. Every time I mention that score, my partner, sometimes partner on Mondays, Dave Walsh, former young thundering herd quarterback, he has a schism in his face. 66 to 6. I mentioned that score. It just his face schisms. Eyes burst or something. It's like, why are you doing that to me? So you want to play Miami because there's that emotional range of, of feeling. Maybe not so much for the younger Herd fan, but for the older Herd fan, uh, there's a there's a reason why you want to play Miami. Now, Kent State, I could do with or without. I just don't have an attachment for Kent State. Again, nothing against Kent State. Nothing at all. I just don't have an attachment for them. Same with Buffalo. Buffalo... I don't have a really attachment for him, and I don't know if you want to play that game. I mean, we're talking basketball. Hey, yeah, there's some value there these days. But in football, I don't know if I want to play Buffalo. That's just me. Now, if the herd has to go to Buffalo, that's fine. If Buffalo comes in Huntington, that's fine. I'm there. But if I had to choose, they're not high on my list as far as max schools I want to play. And then you got Bowling Green. I would say yes to Bowling Green. Now, this is a totally personal reason, but the first time I ever got to go to a Bowling Green game on the road, uh, they were just first class. They treated me well. One of the better media experiences for me. I thought, hey, these are these are really good people. You know, I'm cool with them. I like Bowling Green. So every time I've experienced a trip to Bowling Green, it's been good. And again, that's personal for me. I, as a Herd fan, I don't know. Do you want to play Bowling Green? I don't know. I, I don't know if there's an attachment for you there as much. Miami and Ohio, definitely. You want to play those two. And then there's Akron. And, and I say, why not? Akron's fine. they got a great football stadium. Sure, it's not high on my list compared to Ohio and Miami. And this is just the East Division right now. But if you're scheduling East Division schools, I'm scheduling Ohio and Miami. And then everybody else, if, if it makes sense schedule-wise. But those are my two that I want to play. West Division. Here we go. Western Michigan, definitely. You got a history with Western Michigan. Again, it's an older herd fan. We're talking several years ago, herd fan memory. Marshall, Western Michigan, there's something there. Uh, again, this isn't you're screaming for blood like it is with the Miami series, but you want to play a Mac school. I'm on board with Western Michigan. They're a good, they're a good solid school. I'm good with them. Toledo, definitely. I would play Toledo. I would play them because I don't know if, if I 
if I'm just standing back, neutral observer here, standing back now, I'm no longer a neutral observer. I am 100% committed to the cause. I don't like Toledo. I just don't. I don't like anything about their city. I don't like anything about their university. As just a fever-pitched herd fan, I don't like them. Now, you step back, okay, you know, Toledo's not that bad. But get into that mentality of that herd fan and had to deal with them for years. Yeah, you want to beat them. Yeah, Toledo. I drove into Toledo, you know, the, the saw the trash piling up. Landfill, the waste. Yeah, it's a nasty place. So if you're a herd fan from years ago, oh, yeah, you want to play Toledo. So we've got Western Michigan and Toledo in the MAC that you got to play. You got to play if that's an available schedule. Northern Illinois, it'd be a good game. I don't have anything here. I don't have an affinity for them. I don't have any uh, memories that I want to go and say, yeah, you got to get them. No, I just don't. They're, they're Northern Illinois. And that's cool. That's fine. They're good school. Nothing against them. Nothing against any of these schools. They're just, as far as fandom's concerned, if I'm looking for a game, the schedule with the herd, uh, you know, I don't know what that does for me. Eastern Michigan, kind of the same thing. Now, Eastern Michigan's not terrible to go see. They're not great, but they're not terrible. It's okay. There's, there's no affinity there for me. And again, that's not a slight on Eastern Michigan. It's just like, what's the value there? I mean, there are schools that look down at other schools and say, you know, there's no value here for us. And that's fine because, you know, you have your list and they have their list. And I'm sure Eastern Michigan fans are going, yeah, we don't want to play Marshall. Okay, well, it's the feeling's mutual. And then you got Central Michigan. Now, I'm I'm okay with the Chippewa. I, again, I don't know if I want them on the schedule. Central Michigan just don't 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 know what that does. I have no affinity for them. I have no feeling either way. Yeah, okay, do you, you play Central Michigan? What do you get out of that? And then Ball State, and and they're in that same boat. It's like okay, it's Ball State. It really doesn't make that much sense for me. Ball State, Marshall. Yeah, there's really nothing there. I don't feel it. I don't know where the attachment would be. You know, your list could be different, but in my mind, it's Ohio, it's Miami, it's Toledo, it's Western Michigan. Yeah, throw in Akron. Any school in the East Division, if there's an availability, you need a game, you need to schedule something, and there, what's there, and you can't get a game, yeah, you schedule that. That's cool. I'm okay with that. Uh, West Division, outside of Toledo and, and Western Michigan, I would take a game with Northern Illinois just because I think it would be good. Eastern and Central Michigan, not my first choices. Ball State, not my first choice as well. So I would say maybe half the MAC I would be okay with. The other half, you know, I can take it or leave it. Now, if that's the opponent on the schedule, if Mike Hamrick says, look, I got a series with Buffalo. I needed a game. Buffalo needed a game. They're coming here. Okay, I'll be there. Cool. I'll be there. Herd fans should take that same attitude. But I know there will be some you just go, wait a minute, what are you doing playing a Mac school? Well, last check, Mac was doing all right for itself. The last check. These were schools that you were building a reputation off of years ago. And you weren't complaining then. Maybe you were a little bit. Maybe you were looking, eyeballing Conference USA, thinking, yeah, that's where we need to be. That's where we need to be. Yeah, well, here, here you are. I would, I would play the Mac. I would play so 
if I had a choice, I'd play those schools. And if another school that I didn't really care for was on the schedule, that's fine. I'm all right with that. But I'm kind of curious, are you just disappointed? Are you excited that, hey, get to go play Western Michigan? Are you indifferent or are you just mad? Are you really mad? I want to hear from you. Are you mad that Marshall's playing Western Michigan? That, yeah, the Broncos. Why, why are you playing the Mac? I want to hear that conversation. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. That is our number to call into the program. Our Miller Lite phone lines this hour. Hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We'll talk basketball when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to this Friday, April 19th edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. If you're just joining me, a happy good Friday to you as we head into the Easter weekend. I hope it's a great weekend for you. we got basketball to talk about, and we've got pronunciation guides to request as members of the media here the next few days because, once again, Dan D'Antoni has um, picked up a few gentlemen with names that are going to be tongue twisters for you. Marshall University making it official. Thundering Herd announcing the official signing of Goran, Mila Daninovic, and Marco Saranac on Friday as part of the 2019 recruiting class. Now, both signees play at the Husak School in New York. Mila Daninovic is a seven foot center from Montenegro. He averaged 13.5 points, 12.9 rebounds, and 2.5 blocks per game. For the Husak Owls, he played for Montenegro at the 2017 FIBA U18 European Championships and was originally committed to Elon before the Phoenix made a coaching change, so he was available. He is described as a big, modern guy. Modern, big guy. He's a big guy who can run like a guard. That's crazy. A modern big guy. A big guy who can run like a guard? I I hope that's true. I'm excited already if that's true. If this guy can run and he's got a great mid-range shot, according to the report, he's good in the low post. He's great defensively. This is the descriptions I've been given. And plays uh, as a good pick-and-roll player. Okay. I like this. I'm good. I like this already. Now, of course, we got to get the product on the court. I got to see it in action. I got to see it in motion. I got to see what this really looks like under fire. I'm hoping that this is a gift that we're going to unwrap. And here it is. You got a big guy. And that's what Marshall needed this season that just passed. A big guy, a real big guy in the middle. And Thundering Herd also added another player from the school. Marco Saranac. He also played in the 2017 FIBA U18 European Championships. He's listed as six foot seven. Okay. He's not seven, but he's six foot seven. I'll take that. He can also play a variety of positions on the court. That means 
hey, you need a guard, there he is. You need a point guard, you need a shooting guard, you need a defender, you, you got you got it. Here it is. So he can play all over the court. Uh, he's a native of Serbia. He averaged, get this, almost 20 points, over 11 rebounds, and over 7 assists this season at Husek. And here's how he's being described. This, as a guy just does everything. He's incredibly smart, reads the game well. He's described as a great teammate, does it all, rebounding, steals. He plays one through four. So he can rebound for you. He can steal. He can play one through four. He's smart. It sounds like Dan D'Antoni got Christmas early. This is like his early Easter basket. Instead of getting your Easter basket on Sunday, Dan D'Antoni got his Easter basket when these kids signed. How about that? So that's what basketball has been doing. Adding some size. That's huge. And again, again, these are all descriptors. These are what is being said about these guys. What do they look like when they get on the court at Marshall University? I'm going to temper all this. What do they look like? Can they can they live up to that? Can they add all of that into the college game? Can they do that? And if that's the case, Marshall's good. If that's the case, I, I'm hoping that we're not talking about bringing a big guy in and it's a project. I want guys that are ready to go. Now, you got to bring a guy in and bring him up, and it's great. You can maybe redshirt a guy. You can... Keep him on the bench. You don't have to use him. You can work him, get him ready. Yeah, it's okay to get a project now and then, but I don't want too many projects. I want guys ready to go or at least ready to go on the court. You don't want to turn down a talented kid. You don't want to not have that. But at the same time, I'm hoping that, all right, this translates into some not instant success on the court, but I want to see some early success. I want to see what this means. I want this to translate into an impact. I'm, I'm not saying you're going to win the Conference USA Championship impact right away. I'm saying I want a player on that court that's going to create impact right away, or at least uh, the weight's going to be worth it. But just on the surface, again, and you're going to see these kids now. You're going to see their video. You're going to find out more about them, and you're going to learn about them. And until you see them in a game, I mean, you can see him on the court, too. That's fine. You can see him on the court practicing, and I don't know if that's a true indicator just looking at a kid going, okay, he can make a jump shot. But when you put somebody in front of him who's not in your jersey, you put somebody on the court guarding against him, or you're playing against someone who's not your teammate, and even though they're playing with intensity, practicing, you've got somebody who's not your teammate going up against you, I, that's when I want to see what this looks like. But you know what? It sounds promising. I mean, it sounds really promising right now what the Dan D'Antoni was able to do, getting some um, getting some needed size, I think. Definitely needed. I mean, you got a guy who's 6'7", and he's not the biggest guy you brought in. You brought a 7-foot center in from Montenegro who's averaging almost 14 points. He's at 13.5 points a contest. And he almost averages 13 rebounds. And he blocks. Yeah, you did good for yourself today. So um, I hope your Easter is a good one, Dan D'Antoni. I really do. More on the way. We've got the drive coming up here on ESPN 94.1 FM 
and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Hey, how about Marshall Baseball yesterday? They got an upset over the 21st-ranked Louisiana Tech last night. How about that? That's the first win for the Thundering Herd over a ranked opponent since April 17, 2016. That was over then number 17 FAU, game three of the series. And if the Thundering Herd can win today, they will move the team into a tie for 10th in most wins. The 79 and 88 teams won 23 games. I don't know if you knew that, but you now do. And guess what? Thundering Herd Baseball has been looking pretty solid, right? I'm not saying they're going to win the Conference USA Championship. I'm not going down that road with you. But they're going to make it interesting. So how about those guys? I'm really excited for what they're able to do. And here in a couple years, you get them a facility where they can actually recruit to. Really, think about this. They kind of um, they've kind of jumped up a little bit here. They've 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 sprung up. They're getting to play their games at home, even though they got to travel a little bit more. Still, they don't have to travel to Charleston. I just think this is a result of that. You actually you got a baseball team that can can stay in their own beds. You got a baseball team that can put together a more uniform routine as far as home and roads concerned. You actually know what home and road is now. This is our baseball park. This is our facility. And, you know, we can drive to it real easily. It's not that far out of the way. We've got herd fans that can actually come out and support us. And I think you've got a baseball team now that's sort of responded. They're 22-15 and 15 now. They're 9-7 and seven in conference. And so they get a win over Louisiana Tech. They're on the road. Sure, you like to point to what's been happening for them successfully at home, and I still think this is part of it because, again, you know what road home is now. You've got road, you come back, you play at home. You're not, okay, we're going to go here this week. We're going to go up to Charleston. Okay, now we're going to go to Beckley. Now we're going to go to the YMCA. We're going to go to Route 2. We're going to swing back around. We're going to do this. A couple years from now, we might be talking about an afternoon baseball game. Going down, watching the herd. And so I'm just going to keep highlighting this. It's going to highlight the fact that they're 22 and 15 now. It's not terrible. They're 9 and 7. Their, their ranking is not scheduled. Look at their RPI. It's, it's okay. It's not terrible. It's not bad. It's pretty good for a baseball team that doesn't have a facility yet. Even though they've upgraded what they've got, they've got something that's really playable. And I think Conference USA, you, you got to give them credit for realizing that, okay, this one took a little longer than usual, but we can make a, we can make it easy for you. We can make it easy for you. Actually, start building your baseball program. Because be honest with me, other than maybe a couple signature games, how many of you made the trip to Charleston? Now, if you're a Herd fan in Charleston, it was probably great for you to get to go to see the Thundering Herd if you were a fan of Herd baseball. But I don't know how many of you made that trip to Charleston. And now, this isn't like an, a pilgrimage here. We're going to Charleston. Not a pilgrimage. But it is out of the way. It was a, it was a little trip. I mean, if you're you're close to Charleston, you know it's not so bad. But if you're coming straight from Huntington, you know you, know, you got to go a while. 
And they had to go and come back. They had to go and come back. They had to go and come back. So, no, that's pretty cool, though. Again, long season, still some games to be played. And don't forget, we've got Marshall and West Virginia, the rematch coming up. Uh, That's coming up on the 30th. We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Uh, Dave Wilson, I believe, is going to call that game. We haven't heard from Dave in a while, so I'm looking forward to having him back on the show to talk about that. And, of course, uh, here's some herd baseball once again. Uh, Interesting story today about the gambling in West Virginia. Of course, West Virginia, one of the the few states that were ready to go as far as, all right, we've passed the law. It's it's legal now. We can – we've passed the law, the legislation. We can allow – gambling in the state of West Virginia. And if you recently remember, you know, that was a big point of contention with uh, 60 Minutes. They had a great report. Mike Hamrick addressed it as a athletic director who one of the few in the country who has gone from a job where you got to worry about that every day to a state where that wasn't an issue as far as the state being legal to do that. That's always an issue. But now you've got a situation where, okay, that's legal now. And there's a civil lawsuit because, well, a couple of um, a couple of sports books couldn't get their act together in the state of West Virginia. Now, you remember hearing all those advertisements for the Bet Lucky sports betting app? You've heard those, right? We carried some of those, uh, some of the programming we had, and you could just bet right there. You got your phone. Are you in the state of West Virginia? Great, you're on West Virginia soil. You pull that app up, and you can bet through this app. I never did it. Didn't do it, and I'm glad I didn't because, you know, it kind of fell apart. Now, part of the reason it fell apart was because the parent company, they didn't um, actually own the platform that they were selling. So two places in West Virginia had it. Wheeling Island Casino and Racetrack in Wheeling and Mardi Gras Casino in Nitro. Both are part of Delaware North iGaming, which is a subsidiary of Delaware North, which owns the two facilities. Um, filed against the parent company, it's Miomni Gaming. And they filed in Delaware against Miomni Gaming and... Um, the CEO of the BetLucky sports betting platform because the platform neglected to mention that um, they didn't own the intellectual property, that they don't actually own the property that the platform is on. And there was a a problem. They got shut down. There was a, a different dispute not involving the the casinos, it was with Miomni and um, the owner, actually the owner of the platform. So they had a problem, and they got shut down. So all of a sudden, you get two casinos in West Virginia have launched this sports betting app, and they don't have it anymore. And they lost bank. They lost bank. You know what happens when you lose bank in your uh, gaming facility? Somebody's getting sued if you lose bank. This wasn't a situation where 
I rolled in and I just busted the house with my mad betting skills. No, this was a situation where here we go. We've got a we've got a goose that lays some golden eggs. People are gonna log on to this thing and they're gonna bet. They don't even have to even come to our, our facility. They can just bet on this app, bet through us, and spend their money. We're going to make money because somebody's going to pick Duke to win the national championship. Actually, that wasn't even ready. That's part of the reason why you couldn't do that. You couldn't go and, and you could not go do March Madness, and that would have brought in a lot of cash. How many people would have got on that app? A lot, you know. And so that's um, happening now. You got um, a uh, case of fraud and breach of contract. And so now West Virginia Lottery is, of course, um, as soon as uh, Delaware North Eye Gaming, they can get the, a better plan going. Uh, West Virginia Lottery, of course, is going to help them get that going again. So you can bet away on your app. You can bet for Duke to win the national championship next year. You can you can do that. You could you can bet on who's going to win the Stanley Cup. Don't do what I did and pick Calgary or Tampa Bay. You would lose. So, I thought that was interesting today. Uh, that uh, here it is, West Virginia, poised to rake in all this cash. The state's gonna, it's gonna be a, a landfill of cash. It's gonna be so much cash. We're gonna be throwing it away. Uh, yeah, get your act together. And again, it's not the, it's really not the Marty Art Casino. It's not the Wheeling Island Casino and Racetrack and Wheeling. Uh, they were sold a bill of goods that was not exactly what they were told they were getting. They got that app fast up, didn't they? You heard about it. I mean, they were the first among the casinos. Here it is. Here's our Bet Lucky app. We're ready to go. Uh, we are taking your bets. No, not taking your bets. That does it for this edition of the show. Paul Swan, your host. Thanks for joining me on this good Friday. For those of you traveling, stay safe. Get to your destination on time. For those of you who are uh, celebrating the Easter holiday here in the Tri-State, I hope it's a great weekend for you. We'll talk to you on Monday. Until then, good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. The Drive with Paul Swan. Weekdays at 5 on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930.